the blast from our past network. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we are covering the Death of Superman comic book run from 1992. Dean, welcome. It's it's going to be a very sad and somber episode. Um, wh- 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 what's up? How are you? Yeah, are you crying? Are you just, crying uh, yet? Are you are you crying already, I'm, Dean? You're crying already. I'm shedding tears. I'm crying. Actually, this one didn't really make me emotional at all. It's kind of oh, strange. Maybe dude. because the title is Death of Superman, and they just they just tell you right at the beginning. You cold hearted bastard. And <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't get me. Um. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's very sad I mean, it's very sad though. it didn't it didn't get me now it, it got me when i was a kid uh let's just yeah let's, tim let's i knew it was coming <laughs> you did yeah i knew it was coming 200 pages before it happened because it's the title you didn't think they were going to pull off a fast one on you and and not kill that would have been pretty good that would have been pretty good dean did you remember the buzz of this back in the day i know you're probably pretty young but did you remember anything about this for real i did and it's probably because you were so into the buzz because I remember. It's like I have a childhood memory of remembering Superman died. And then like then all of a sudden there was all these other comics with other super men in them or whatever and I was like what's happening? Who's Superman now? So I like I never read it for sure. I didn't read it, but I just remember like that flag, you know, or not flag, but like his cape, yeah. you know, in the ground. I just I I have a vision of that and it was probably I think it was comic. Like, did you have this comic? I think oh, it was comics you yeah. had. Oh, yeah, I had this, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I, 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 Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that sticks in my head because it was so, it was so meaningful as like a six-year-old or whatever I was just being like, Superman died? How? Yeah. If Superman can die, anyone can die. Yeah, you're pre- yeah exactly. You're probably thinking, uh, Superman's dead and, and Tim's taking it very hard. He's not coming out of his room. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's yes. been locked in his room for three days. He won't come out. He won't let me play Nintendo because <laughs> he won't exit his room. He's got all the video game systems in there. <laughs> uh, He's having a real hard time that Superman is dead. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people, when you say the death of Superman comic, a lot of people will probably remember Superman number 75, which is the issue, the specific issue where Superman is killed. Okay. But there was a year-long crossover event that chronicled the events surrounding his death and seven issues were released they were um spread across five different comic runs so there was uh, superman the man of steel number 18 justice league america number 69 superman number 74 the adventures of superman number 497 action comics number 684 man of steel number 18 and superman number 75. So I didn't follow that run back in the day because you know what's tough to do back in the day? Follow crossover events across multiple comic book runs. How do you how yeah, are you supposed know to know what's going on? That? Yeah, like with, yeah. without the internet, uh internet was not a household thing when this came out. Like only the uber nerd 
uh, would have the internet. And yeah. and then it's it's like there's no like browsers. There's no browsers. You're just like typing code in so that you can play Doom. That's all you're doing on your computer. And right, you know, maybe there's like a message board across the internet or something. But they're now all available in one collected trade, which is what we read and which is what we're going to cover here today. So we're going to cover uh, that whole seven issue story arc, which is the way to do it. Yeah, for sure. That yeah, that would have been so hard back in '92 to find crossover, crossover events. When I was reading this, I was like, "Man, these are all in different books. Like every story is is like from a different book." That would be so. It would also be really confusing if you were reading that run and then all of a sudden you got to this, you got to one of these issues and you were just in the middle of a fight. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, you would have had to have had the absolute best comic book shop dude ever. Yeah, where he could right. have just been yeah. like. This is what, you know, this is where the stories have been. This is what you need to pick up. Uh, man, that would have been real tough, real tough. Now it's... Uh, yeah. But, I mean, they did release the trade um, a couple months after issue uh, 75 of Superman. So they, they got to the trade really, really quick. Uh, I remember picking up the trade as soon as it came out. So I got to read the full story. I read I read the death okay. first, and then I read the full story because I was really interested. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't recall if i was even aware of that event like i was definitely yeah. aware of the death of superman coming out um i i like i was 13 i remember i remember going to get it i was 13 i skipped school dean on a wednesday i tell you i took the bus to the nearest comic book store i stood in line with all the other nerds i picked up two of the black bag issues i opened one of the bags i put on the uh, memorial armband. Uh, I took the bus home, you know, <laughs> uh, I read the issue at home. I remember someone on the bus even asking me about the armband, like what's up with the Superman armband? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he died today. You didn't hear? My good friend Superman died today. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're and they're like, is, is Superman real? <laughs> yeah. Is he really, is he real and he died? But what do you think that guy thought? He's like, this kid is living in a world where he thinks Superman is real and is now sad that he's dead. I didn't think Superman yeah. is real, but whatever. He's, he probably thinks you should have been in school because it was a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Probably. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, I still have uh, one of the unopened black bag issues. Um, there was a limit to what you could purchase. Uh, I bought, you know, I think the max was two. I bought two. Uh, I was hoping it would be valuable one day. It sounds like it would be valuable. Death of Superman, you know, sealed bag issue with stuff inside. Yeah. But that comic was the best-selling comic of 1992. It sold over 6 million copies, so it doesn't hold much value at all. I think you could maybe get 20 bucks for it if you're lucky. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem with uh, really popular comics and if everyone knows it's going to be a really big event and a big comic, then everyone gets it. Everyone over orders. Um, I remember I was selling some of my issues back to the comic book store um, that I bought them from. I was trying to sell like, like literally like 3000 issues back to the comic book store that I bought because I just was, I had way too many comics lying around. I'm never going to open them up and read them again. Um, and I tried to sell them back and he's like, dude, I can't give you like barely anything. I can give you 10 cents a comic because this is all the stuff I love. This is all the stuff I overordered. Right. So we just have the same taste. So I don't need any of it. 
Um, so he was very nice and gave me store credit. Um, but yeah, that, uh, if they got, if they've ordered, if they've ordered a ton, you know, Batman number one, the new Batman, they're going to order 500 copies. Not rare. No, it's not unless unless someone has a big like unless that book gets burned because everyone thinks it's evil and then you hold on to your one copy. Uh, it's not uh, it's never going to be valuable. Yeah. I mean, this was such a huge deal. It just everybody bought one. Everybody bought two. Everybody bought, you know, three. Yeah. I bought a couple of the black bags and I bought the regular issue, you know. Yeah. So what what's this black bag? So it had like stuff in it. Yeah. So it was a sealed black bag. It had Superman number yeah. 75. It had a. Uh, armband a death of superman armband uh i think it had a poster inside and oh, okay. maybe like a trading card or something like that yeah cool so every bag had like the same stuff yes every bag had the same okay. stuff so since it's not worth anything i could just go downstairs and get it and open it and see what's inside cool. but probably won't do that as soon as i do that for some reason the price will skyrocket right it'll go way up yeah, it'll yeah. go way up so i'm not going to do that but uh, development, Dean had started on a storyline for the comics that would have Superman and Lois Lane marry, but it was postponed to coincide with a similar storyline on the TV show Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Now, when coming up with a replacement storyline, someone joked that they should kill Superman because people were taking his character for granted. Who, who was taking him for granted? Who would do wow. such a thing? Wow. Why would you, but also, why would you kill Superman? Yeah. Why? He has, he, what did you read? He had like four titles to his name. <laughs> why would you kill Superman? Yeah, I know. He had like four comic books. Action Comics, number 684. Wow. Kill him. Yeah. That's a, that's a dud. That's a, that, that comic book run was a dud. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill him. Let's kill him. Um, they kind of considered what would it be like to dig into a world without Superman. So that, that's how everything started. Now, the team decided... I think... Oh, go ahead. I think that's interesting. I like that idea. I, I know it's like, why would you kill your biggest hero? Why would you ever do that? Um, what's fun about comics is that you can bring them back later in... 10 years or whatever. I mean, I think they probably brought him back sooner, but you can bring him back in 10 years or something like that. And it's cool to have these stories about what we do now that this person's gone. Like they killed Wolverine for like a long period of time in Marvel, longer than people were expecting. And it's just like, it's cool to try to like understand the world without a Wolverine. You can bring him back later and that'll be fun too. But it, I, I like when they do things like this. I like when comics make these big, these big, you know, swings and kill off big characters. I don't care that they come back later. I just like reading those stories where, uh, what's the world like without Superman? I think that's neat. I agree. I think I think it was a great idea. Uh, it really allows yeah. you to dig into some of the other characters afterwards and how they're dealing with this and how this affects everybody. It be, just becomes like a more like heartfelt, realistic story. My only problem with this was how quick they brought him back. Uh, it okay, felt yeah. a little gimmicky to me and... Um, I was a little bit frustrated by that. That's we'll, a problem. We'll get to it. Though. You got it. Yeah. Okay. So the team decided that they wanted Superman's death to come from a physical fight, but they figured Superman's current villains relied too much on brains and technology. So they needed to come up with somebody new and all of the artists that were involved had an opportunity to sketch the new villain and the winning design came from Dan Jurgens. And I thought this was really cool. Jurgens said he based his sketch 
on the design style of Image Comics at the time. Yeah, cool. It's neat. He was taking influence from that. Because they were just taking off around then. They were just like hitting yeah. it big with Spawn. Lots of people were interested in that. Uh, new yeah. new style, new flavor. So I like that, you know, he, he went that route. Yeah, and a lot of, I think a lot of the people that started Image were artists. Um, a lot of people that like moved out of Marvel and DC to start Image were artists. Um, so like that's a, that was a strength of it, uh, of Image Comics right away. Like obviously Spawn is amazing, you know, that that looks great. Um, I think Dan Jurgens is the, is the best um, artist of the bunch here that we have on them. So it also makes sense that he's the one who you know, drew the, the, the best character because I, I personally, I like his art the best. Yeah. Yeah. So the death of Superman story would be broken down into three arcs. The first one titled Doomsday, which chronicles Superman's fight with Doomsday and subsequent death, which is what we're covering today. Then there was Funeral for a Friend, which deals with the DC universe mourning Superman's death. Then it concludes with Reign of Superman, which sees the emergence of four Superman imposters before the original is resurrected. And after his death in Superman number 75, there were no more Superman comics released for a couple months to create the illusion that he had really been killed. Which is cool, but I didn't think it was quite long enough. They bring him back at the end of this story? At the end of like the, the three arc yeah. structure of... Yeah, they bring him back. That's too early. That's way too early. I didn't read the middle one. I didn't read Funeral for a, for a Friend. Um, but I did read Reign of Superman. And I was so frustrated with it. Like the idea yeah. that not only was Superman... First of all, not only was he gone, but then he comes back as four different characters in four different comic books. So if you want to follow the story, you have to pick up now four new comic books... And like they sucked, and like not none of them were as good as the normal Superman. Yeah. The idea was supposed to be like each of them carries a piece of like what Superman is like, but they're hyper focused in that area. And then I guess I don't. I, I guess I forgot it, or I never finished it because I, I didn't realize that they were imposters. Um, as I was, you know, going back on some of the research here. Um, yeah. And then I forgot. I don't remember him being resurrected, but. I was so turned off with that whole here's four new Superman thing. Um, yeah. Th that's like really the sour taste I have in my mouth is like that part of it. Yeah. Have him dead for like five years or something. That would have been build, so great. Build the other characters around it. Build your all the other characters reacting to that and living with that. I love... I love when characters have to live with, we, we see them react after something huge happens. Um, I, that's like my favorite thing. Uh, he's got to be dead for longer than that. Come on. Yeah, I agree. It's not a big move. It's not a big move if you bring him back at the end of the story arc, like at the end of the three uh, chunk story arc. It's not, it's not important anymore. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't a big swing. I mean, it, it was a big swing to kill him, but it wasn't a big swing to bring him back yeah bring no. him back that, that no. fast it turns out yeah not to be a big swing but since the story took place over five different comic book series um you have a lot of different people working you know on this trade that we're reading so i'm going to just run through them really quick here on story you had lewis simonson dan jurgens jerry ordway and roger stern art by john bogdanov Tom Grummet, Dennis Janke, Doug Hazelwood, Rick Burchett, Brett Breeding, Jackson Geis, 
Dennis Rodier, and Dan Jurgens. Colors by Glenn Whitmore and Jean D'Angelo. And letters by Bill Oakley, Willie Schubert, John Costanza, and Albert de Guzman. Cool. So I'd like to set how the story starts with a bit of background on Doomsday. Because I'm not sure how many people are actually familiar with this character. But he, he's been in, you know, he's been in things since this time. He continues to show up in stuff. Uh, he has a couple of different origin stories in the comics. One was that he was grown on Earth using Superman's DNA by Project Cadmus, which is a secret division of the United States government dedicated to countering the power of metahumans in the world. The other origin is much darker. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Where an alien scientist named Bertron, which is a terrible name for an alien scientist, Bertron? You picked a bad name. You picked a bad name, Bertrand. His parents picked a bad name for him. Yeah. He was running experiments on prehistoric Krypton hundreds of thousands of years before the time of Superman. Well, that's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Krypton at that time was said to be a violent and hellish time on the planet where only the strongest creatures could survive. Bertrand released a humanoid baby he called the Ultimate, onto the surface of the planet where it was promptly killed by the harsh environment. The baby's remains were collected and used to clone a stronger version. The baby was killed thousands of times over many decades as a form of accelerated evolution. It would regenerate and evolve from every death so that it could never be killed in the same way twice. But the agony of the repeated deaths was recorded in its DNA driving it to hate all life. The baby grew up over the years, became Doomsday, and went on to kill all of the lethal creatures on Krypton, and his rampage against life continued from there until he was subdued by an alien race known as the Catalans, and Doomsday would be banished in a prison ship that accidentally crashed on Earth. Jeez. That is a badass <laughs> origin story, dude. And it explains a lot of the anger that this guy has. What the fuck? He <laughs> <laughs> killed a baby thousands of times in a thousand different ways? Who thought of this? What are you thinking? <laughs> Bertrand. Bertrand. What writer thought of this? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild, eh? Very imaginative. It's wild. I, I like it's it's pretty dark for the time. Oh, I don't know when that I don't know when that origin story came out. Uh, right, that could have yeah. been like a more modern version. Um it's interesting, though, because I feel like this book kind of mixes both of those ideas together. Okay, yeah. And we, yeah. we can touch on it a bit when we get to it, uh, if we if we remember. But, yeah, I think I think they just yeah, kind of do a couple things from from each. Yeah, I like you laying out the both of the those um, those stories, because the big question coming out of this is who is Doomsday? Like we still don't know in this volume, reading this volume. I have no idea who he is. Like I've seen him in other things, but like if I was just to read this, I don't know. I have no clue. And that's one of the beautiful things about this book is Doomsday For just sure. shows up, goes on a rampage and then kills Superman. You know? Yeah. And it's like if, if it was any of his other, you know, villains, uh, you might think, well, why did, you know, why did that happen? Superman's thwarted these villains for for 40, 50, 60 years. 
why why are they getting the best of him now? But this new character that nobody knows anything about just, you know, literally comes out of nowhere, goes on a rampage and is just one of the most destructive forces ever. Yeah, this comic is driven by like I, what I think is a genius idea and it is Doomsday and how he acts in this comic. I think it is really, really smart and uh, is really fun. Yep, for sure. Uh, I always love how the actual comics get started here. Uh, and that is with four pages. Each page has four panels. Each panel shows Doomsday's fist punching a steel door until he's finally able to break through. Then the text reads, somewhere on Earth, and we see Doomsday punching up through the ground. What, what did you think at the start of this? Tim, I'm always looking in whatever we cover, comics, movies, you know, uh, video games. I'm always looking for that moment, that moment for me that's making me go, oh, yeah, I like this. This is good. I'm fist pumping. I'm sitting up in my chair right away. Panel number one, panel number two, page number two, page number three. Fuck yes. This is a, such a perfect start. I was in it right away. And as yeah. soon as I opened it up, I was so in it. I was so into these this punching over and over. And each page says like doomsday is coming or something like that. Like it's just like every time I was like, why do they keep showing it over and over? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Perfect start to the book. Yeah. It takes the four pages to get you there. Like if it was just one page, yeah. it would yeah. be meaningless. If it was two pages, it would be cool. Three pages is really neat, but four pages of just him punch. You just see a fist punching steel. Ooh, is very cool. And you see the other side of the steel, like as the last panel. So it's like blank at right. first. And then in the next page, it's got four little holes. Yeah, little knuckle holes. And then I like flipped back to the first page and I was like, were those little holes there before? <laughs> you know, and then you flip and then next one, it's like a fist is coming through. It's so good. I absolutely loved it. I was just like, yeah, fist pump. I was fist pumping. I was pounding my fist against the against a steel door because I was so excited. Good for you. Yeah, it was great. That's a, that's, my knuckles are broken. Yeah, that's a bold move. That's I'm impressed. Yeah. I loved how he looks here, how Doomsday looks. He's in a full-bodied blue costume with red goggles on. He's wrapped in tubes. He has green gloves and green boots. And as it turns out, this is a special suit made to restrain him. We don't know that until maybe an issue, two issues into the book. But this is right. th these are his restraints. And he's he's somehow got one of his arms free. And he's broken through his cell. Yeah, so he still has one arm tied behind his back. His left arm is free. And I'm Tim, I'm going to say he's a righty. I'm going to say yeah. this is his weakest hand well, that, that got free and broke out of this and broke out of the ground. He's got more behind that back. I think it's important to note, though, that we don't know that he has an arm stuck behind his back here. They don't really, they don't really show us that until a little bit down the line. And I'll call out to the point where they do make it obvious, but they do hide the fact. They don't show you his arm um, you know, stuck behind his back for a while, which makes that a great moment when we get there. And you're like, what? Like, holy shit. He has done all this destruction and it was just with one fist. Yeah, that's that's true. I thought I, thought I kind of missed it. Um, no, they don't, they don't so when show they it. So when they called it out, then I was like, oh, wow. But I thought I had just kind of missed it. But like, I'm looking at it right now, and it's not really obvious that his hand's tied behind his back. They, so yeah, they hide it's, it. uh, yeah they... it's pretty cool. when I like I enjoyed that moment when it happened yeah. because I didn't know. I, I didn't know until then. Well, same, yeah. Yeah. 
They quickly teach us about Doomsday's uh, character here, Dean. As he holds out his hand, a bird lands on it. He crushes the bird and laughs. Then he trashes a forest on his way to a city where he trashes a bridge. And someone says, this is a job for the Justice League. And while that's happening, they do flash back to Superman doing his good deeds. He's like helping a young boy. He helps Lois Lane, you know, escape from some bad guys. So early on in the book, it's a nice early contrast between the two completely different characters. Yeah, it's a nice touch that he crushes the bird. Oh, it's great. Um, Doesn't need to do that. Uh, It is, it just, it's nice when when your comic book can set up how bad a villain is in one panel and that's it. A bird landing in his hand and him just crushing it is somehow... I just know he's like one of the worst things there is just by crushing that bird. It was, it was uh, very effective. I really liked it. Definitely. I love birds, but I also loved that panel. Ex- oh yeah. I love birds. I don't want anybody <laughs> to kill them, but I want, if you want to convey to me that your villain is the worst villain in the world, have him crush a bird. <laughs> Done. I know. I know now he's the worst. It was a beautiful, small yellow bird. It was just, it was so it was happy. So nice. It was so, so full nice. of life, Dean. It was so full oh, of he was life. So full of life. It loved life so much that it, landed in doomsday's hand because it, it yeah. doesn't know evil it doesn't know anything no, about evil it didn't know and it was so innocent it only knows joy and singing that's all yeah yeah now it only knows death well it's gone to a better place dean it's gone to bird heaven yeah it was a nice bird yeah so we catch up with the justice league who are helping clean up one of the scenes of destruction doomsday has left a policeman thanks them and says I know Ohio is out of your normal jurisdiction. Uh, what? He told that to the Justice League? Yeah. Did you miss that? That Ohio's out of their normal jurisdiction? I think I caught it, but I like was just confused. Isn't the jurisdiction of the Justice League the Earth? Like, and beyond? (laughs) I think it's the Earth and beyond. If, if, (laughs) if, if it was just America... Because they're the Justice League of America. Ohio's in America. I, I thought this was very funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This police officer was very happy that they decided to go as far as Ohio. Wow. <laughs> it's very kind of them. Uh, only Doomsday could get them to Ohio, I guess. <laughs> uh, this isn't your modern day Justice League that we know and love. Uh, This one consisted of characters named Booster, Inferno, Maxima, Ice, Fire, Bloodwind, Guy Gardner, and Beetle. And I'll be completely honest with you, Dean. I thought most of them looked pretty dorky. They look, yeah, sorry to fans of any of these characters. They definitely look really dorky. Um, Okay, so I didn't really know many of them I, like i know the names i know the names of the characters but i can i've never really read stories with them with them in it because uh, like i didn't read a lot of dc comics i'm, I'm like i'm like a marvel guy i'm gonna i'm gonna steal something from our good friend cory from podcasting after dark who says he says that you know aliens is his favorite movie but star wars is life Batman's my favorite hero, but Marvel's life. 
Like, I, I just all read Marvel Comics. The only thing I read in DC is really Batman. So I didn't know a lot of these, a lot of these uh, Justice League team members. And I don't know if it was the book because they had a lot of stuff to do. But like, they for me, they didn't like really shine. Well, no, they didn't. Um, yeah. For me, Dean, uh, Image Comics is life. That's where I'm at. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Just to throw that in there. Uh, Maxima was probably the best looking character, in my opinion, and the most complicated and the most interesting. And sh True. she reaches out to Doomsday telepathically here. And then she tells the Justice League that he is hate, death, and bloodlust personified. Nothing more. And Great. then to continue with Doomsday's reign of terror, he chokes and kills a deer. Come on, a deer. He just grabs it by the throat and kills it. It didn't even land in his hand. He went and sought that deer out. It was a beautiful yellow deer that just wanted to sing songs. It didn't want to sing songs, but it was probably the bird's best friend. They were probably best friends. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, the Justice League, Dean, they've had enough. They, they, this will, they will stand for this no longer. Uh, they find Doomsday. And they have some great laughs about how easy it's going to be to defeat him because there's so many of them and they're oh so tough. And Doomsday beats the shit out of all of them. And yeah. then we, we cut over to Superman. He's having an interview, Dean, uh, a TV interview. He, he's opening up about his fears of failure, um, his fears of hurting the innocent, and his fears of dying. So they, you know, really dig into his humanity here just before he kind of like engages into this fight. So I thought that was pretty interesting. A little bit weird that he's being interviewed on TV. I don't remember seeing a lot of that back in the day in comics, but it was a yeah. it was interesting thing. And I think it was a good thing to have in here. It's a good thing. Uh, I wish there was a little bit more of it. Uh, I just... I know it's something that needs to move really quickly. It's a lot of action in this comic and there's a lot of, there's, they got a lot of stuff to get through. So they move pretty quickly through everything. Uh, and I just wish it took a little bit more time and stuff like that stuff like him expressing how he feels about that, because I found myself just in like this fast whirlwind and I kind of didn't slow down for those parts. I was still just kind of going and going and going. And so it didn't quite hit me as much as I wanted it to. So either a little bit longer there or maybe, yeah, maybe a, a better job of winding me down before I uh, before I read that part. Yeah, I I agree, and at the same time, I I think I think it's pretty clear after reading this book that they just wanted to have a gigantic fight with Doomsday and Superman, which, which starts up right away. Like we're about to get to the point where the two engage, and then they just fight for like five comics. Like, that's all that's happening. So That's all that happens. I think that they really wanted to dig into that fight. I think to make it believable that Superman could be defeated physically, it would take him in a fight for, like, five comics, getting beaten up and beaten down, um, for it to really sink in and be believable that it would work. So I kind of get why they didn't spend a lot of time digging into his humanity and other, and other things like that. I like that they threw a little bit of it in. I agree with you. It wasn't enough. But in this run, I think it's it's the perfect amount for, for what they were going for. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the the five issues of fighting, it's a really good point that that's what makes it believable because obviously he's come up against like really strong foes in the past and it's been fine in that one or two issues. So I like the five issues it takes. Um, yeah, so that I, I like that idea. I, I like that, that, that com- concept. Um, yeah, we're like... All-Star Superman, you know, about Superman dying. It's all about his feelings. You know, it's all right. about how he how he confronts death. That's kind of my more my thing. But this one is the big action, you know, uh, all about all about what physical force it would take to take him down. So it's just that it's the other side of the coin. It's 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 also it's also its own thing and has its place. Sure. I mean, well, since you mentioned All-Star Superman, we, we covered it before on the podcast. Go back. Uh, you have to go back uh, quite a distance to find that one. But it's a really fun episode. That comic was way better than this comic. Like way, oh, yeah, yeah. way, better, way better, way better, yeah. uh, way better read. Uh, this one was, it felt pretty dated. Yeah. As fun as it was to go through, they did some really cool things that we're going to get to. But as a read, it was just, it wasn't that great. Yeah. And, and I, th- I agree. You know, a lot of that has to do with that. They're not really telling that big of a story here. All yeah. they're telling you is that Superman gets killed and they're showing you how, how it happened. So... You know, it's all in the all in the details of how well can they get this fight across to us, which I think they did an excellent job at. But story wise, there isn't a lot going on. So uh, obviously, you know, both you and I, we really, really love to dig into really great story arcs and comics. That's not this. This is just the story was just a way of them to get to Superman's death, you know, kind of like as fast as they could. So, yeah. Can I can I just talk about the fight a little bit? uh what fight the 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 fight like having the fight being over for five issues just don't spoil anything dean no i'm not spoiling anything at all i just i think it's a super great idea because doomsday is just running he's just running and running and causing like chaos and they have to you know fight him and stop him and fight him and stop him and I love this idea. To me, it's like a runaway train. You know, it is like unstoppable. Mm -hmm. It is like, I mean, it's kind of like, it's not really like speed because they have to keep going. Um, But it's like, you know, it's like Mad Max Fury Road where the whole movie is just a chase. It really felt to me like that. And I think it's a great idea, especially to like keep the action going. It's like, you just got to figure out how to stop this thing. and And you can't even do that. Like, that's the only goal stop this big monster that's running. And I just, I, I think it's so simple, but so genius. Yeah, and this monster that's running, uh, anywhere that there's life, it swerves to destroy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, this interview with Superman, it gets cut short because of a special news bulletin of the battle in Ohio. And Superman takes off on his way there. (laughs) This is so great. On his way to Ohio, he catches Booster, who was punched in that direction by Doomsday. (laughs) Great. <laughs> so good. It's great. Um, the comic is not funny, like on purpose, but there are yeah. so many really, really funny moments. Um, I agree. I feel like a lot of them are, are unintentional, but yeah. I just found myself really laughing at them. And this was one of them. They're just trying to show you how, like, how powerful Doomsday is. He's yeah. punched Booster like a couple states over and Superman like flies into him and grabs him and like, Oh man, it was so good. Um, it's at this point where they make it obvious to us that doomsday has one arm still trapped behind his back. Uh, because there's a kid who actually calls out to it in the comic book. He's like doomsday, like throws a car or something like that with his arm. And this kid says, Oh wow. 
did you see what that guy just did? And look, one of his arms is, is stuck behind his back. And then they show us a, right. like a, a very, you know, full picture of Doomsday with his arm trap, trap behind his back there. Superman shows up now, though. Doomsday punches him in the stomach and Superman doesn't even flinch. Doesn't flinch. You know what? This Great. guy can beat the Justice League, but he can't beat Superman. Yeah. Until uh, Doomsday kicks him. And then Superman goes through a house and into a tree. And this was a great page, Dean. This is one of my favorite pages in the uh, in the run. It shows a panel of Superman flying through the house and then a panel of an exterior shot of him exiting out of the back of the house, then a panel with the house falling down to the ground. So I just thought, like... The way that they showed the progression of what Superman was doing, the way they showed like speed and movement, and really like how the surroundings were affected by Superman kind of smashing through them, I thought it was really, really well drawn. Yeah, I agree. It's really effective to get across like a kick. We have to feel this kick in the stomach. We have to feel like how hard it is, and it really does get it across. It's 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 really good. I also that one stuck out for me. I really liked it. Um, I I think Doomsday here. I think what this tells us when he punched Superman and it didn't do anything, and then he kicked him and he flew, is that he hasn't even been fighting at his full capacity for this Justice League. He's just doing whatever it takes, whatever he needs to do to beat them, and it's not even his full strength. Because he just used that on Superman, didn't work at all. So then he's like, oh, I got to hit harder. And he kicks him through the house. Yep, that's definitely what's going on here. And Superman even makes a comment down the line, is Doomsday getting stronger as we fight? Because yeah. it seems like as both of them are fighting, Doomsday continues to escalate his abilities and his powers to match the the battle that he's in. So, Yeah, he's not getting tired. He's only getting stronger. So three other Justice League members have recovered and joined back up to the fight. And now those three and Booster and Superman, uh, they all agree to hit Doomsday with everything they have all at the same time. So they all blast him with their projectile powers. This visually looked great because each of the characters had a different color of projectile that they were shooting. So it's like a rainbow of like lasers you know, shooting down on Doomsday, really, really great page. When the smoke clears, the only thing that those laser blasts did was release Doomsday's trapped arm and rip a bit of his suit <laughs> off. That's all it did. They freed Whoops. his other arm. All they did was help him out. All they did was help was him. Everybody full power blasting him. Some of those some of those characters, it was draining their power. They are now useless <laughs> because they drained their entire power set. They're yeah. the Justice League. They defend Earth from everything. And they drain they're draining the entire power set into the sky. <laughs> this doomsday is unstoppable. Yeah, all five of them doing all of At that. Once. I mean, how deflated would you feel when you think that's gonna beat him and all it does is it makes him stronger because now he has two fists to punch you with. He wasn't even down on a knee. Like, he wasn't even, like, hurt at all. He was fine. No. So we do get to see a little bit of what he looks like underneath this green suit because it's uh, some of it has been ripped away. He's all gray. He has long white hair, and he has white bones growing out of his face, out of his elbows, 
and we've already seen bones growing out of his knuckles from the uh the first page of the book when he was punching the steel yeah um the eye bones tim badass pretty cool like yeah his eyeball is protected by three little bones that have come down from the top of his his eye like his eyelid to the yeah. bottom yeah this guy would not succumb to uh like a three stooges eye poke that will not work on him <laughs> no you can't get him with the eye poke pretty fucking cool i think it looks great well you know it's really cool if you want to dig into his origin is that somewhere along the way i bet he was like damaged by something that stabbed him in the eyes so yeah. genetically he grew to you know combat that so he grew bones over his eyeballs right one of the thousand deaths yeah. was for the three stooges to kill the baby yeah that was one of them he grew, so someone, he grew the bone someone i poked him to death <laughs> never Jeez. again never again never again grow bones yeah. evolve yeah you're right though those are cool those bones are cool i thought they were pretty cool pretty unique uh those, those bones over the eyes and not a design i've ever seen very unique very scary looking character uh yep, great sure. job by dan jurgens with uh with this yep. doomsday character so doomsday then blows up a house and he just takes off and superman goes after doomsday now doomsday can't actually fly dean he can jump 10 miles at a time which is a huge flex because the Incredible Hulk can only jump three miles at a time, I think. Shit. This guy can jump 10. So it looks like he's flying, but he's jumping. Yeah. Now, Superman grabs him out of the sky, pushes him back to the ground, deep into the soft, muddy bottom of a nearby lake, um, hoping he's going to get stuck there. And then he goes back to help the family from the house that Doomsday blew up. Unfortunately, Dean, soft mud is no match for Doomsday. He crawls right out of it and continues on his rampage. And we learn from the news here, this is a nice touch, that Doomsday has already killed 30 people and injured mm. hundreds of others. Yeah. And add to That's that, this... Tally, one bird and one deer. Oh, no. Yeah, they didn't mention they didn't that. Shout they didn't out mention that. the bird and the deer. They should have. Yeah. I like that this book kind of keeps us updated on the amount yeah. of people that are dying as we go along. Definitely. It's just like, because you're going to see a lot of destruction. The fights take place in places where there are people. So there's like a lot of destruction. There's a lot of stuff happening. And I like that we get the updates that it's like, oh, yeah, shit. Like this is also killing people like Doomsday is killing people. And that's why he's not just like destroying property. You know, he's killing people in his way. So um yeah, I like that they keep the tally going, that the count going. Yeah, I feel like that's also something that doesn't really get done in comics. Like, you'll, yeah. you'll see a city being destroyed in a Superman comic. They don't say how many people died. They want you to think that nobody died, right? You, you, you yeah. can't really, you often can't find dead bodies in, you know, destruction of these older Superman comics because, you know, they don't want to do that. But this one was blatantly saying this is how many people he has killed so far. Like they are doing a fantastic job of building doomsday up to be yeah. just the baddest bad here. Like he is, he, you, you hate him. I mean, I didn't oh, hate yeah, him when I was sure. reading it because he was so cool. He's just such a cool villain. You got to not like the things he's doing, but you know, 
For sure. Um, what's interesting about it, uh, I, I didn't like I, I like villains, too. I, I like their design. I like their powers usually because they're usually matched against the heroes. Um, so I'm always interested in the villains. Uh, I, I liked Doomsday a lot, but uh, I was never I never wanted him to win. You know, like I was never like cheering for him. So I think that's a good balance that they created because of this, like killing the bird and killing the deer. It's like, yeah, he's going to be really cool. And he's going to be able to take on a lot of the heroes, but I'm never rooting for him. I never want him to win in the end. That's a good point. Yeah. I wasn't rooting for him. I liked him. I yeah. liked seeing him. Yeah. I liked seeing all the destruction he was doing because it was neat. But you're right. I was never pulling for him. I, I, I was yeah. always wanting him to lose. Yeah. This next issue that we land on, it starts off with a really neat panel progression that they continue on for the next and final four issues. They do four panels per page, this issue. Then the third last issue, they do three panels per page. The second last issue, they do two panels per page. And then the final issue, the entire comic is just splash pages. Um, and they wanted to use that technique to help add to the intensity of the battle, which I think they did a wonderful job at. And what a great idea to do that. I loved this, Tim. I, especially when we got to the last issue and it was just all splash pages, I was so excited. Like I was, I was really wondering as it was happening, if we were going to do that, if we got to the last one, is it all just going to be splash pages? Is it all going to be one panel for the whole page? And it was, and it was so exciting. I think I, I love stuff like this. Like I love being inventive with the panels that's what comics are all about right yeah. like use what you have and you are a panel structure that's how you tell a story so mess with that figure like you know it's like a it's like a countdown you know it's like a ticking clock it's four then three then two then one like uh, yeah i loved it i thought it was really cool yeah same and by the time you get to that final issue with full splash pages what a cool comic man it rules yeah like it goes really fast because there's not a lot of content obviously if you just have one image per page but it's so yeah. impactful if you read these other issues first. Yeah, well, it actually does start going faster because you have less panels per page. So it is a really cool idea when it's just going to be seven issues of one long fight to do stuff like this, to like actually increase the pace of the books, which increases the pace of the fight. It's, it's very neat. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really smart. So Superman, he can't believe how powerful Doomsday is. He's never seen anything like this before. He catches back up to Doomsday, who's destroying a shopping center, which happens to be owned by Lex Luthor. Um, so we cut to Lex Luthor with Supergirl. And we hear now that the death toll is up to 100. And right. Supergirl wants to go help, but Lex convinces her not to. Superman throws Doomsday miles away into the side of a mountain and it just happens to be right on top of the underground headquarters of Project Cadmus. And Superman takes a moment to wonder to himself if Doomsday is the creation of the Cadmus project. Right. So this is where I'm thinking like that kind of aligns to the one origin story where he yeah. was like genetically grown by this Project Cadmus. But the way that the book started out was him breaking out of the cell from under the ground, which aligns with the other origin story where he was trapped by aliens and their ship crashed on Earth and he had to escape from that. So those are the two, right. you know, 
origins that they actually mold together into this story. Yeah. Now, Dean, Superman is starting to get tired. Uh Uh-oh. I've never seen that before. Superman doesn't get tired? Fighting? He doesn't get tired? Yeah. He smashes Doomsday with a tree, but Doomsday doesn't care. He takes a giant leap and lands miles away on top of a sign that says 50 miles to Metropolis. And we can see the city in the distance. This was a great panel. I loved this one. He's like standing on the crushed sign, but you can still read it. Uh, Or I think maybe you could read it just before he landed on it or something. But then you see Metropolis in the distance. Very cool. I really like the reason he's going to Metropolis. And it's because he saw a wrestling commercial. (laughs) True, in the 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 department store. Yeah, Yeah, in in the shopping center, he saw a wrestling commercial on one of the TVs. And they were talking about how much like mayhem and madness and violence is going to be there. And he really liked it. He really liked liked the sound of Metropolis. That was very Um, funny. It was so funny. So now he wants to go there because he likes this wrestling station that he was watching. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happens <laughs> to kick the shit out of all of them. They're using it. They're using it as a way to get him to go to Metropolis. But yeah. in the meantime, it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part where just on his way to Metropolis, he grabs a car with a guy in it and he throws yeah. it up into the air. So funny. And the guy's like inner monologuing to himself. He's like, whoa, what's who's that guy? What's happening? Oh, I'm floating through the air. I really hope I come down safely. He's like, what could do such a thing? And he's like, I'm so high up. I can see the city below me. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I think I might die. I just thought it was very funny. (laughs) It was so funny. Reading what this guy was saying. And it's kind of like if you were thrown into the sky, you might have a similar inner monologue. Because it would be so sudden. Like being thro- yeah. thrown into the sky by an alien is not something you can prepare yourself for. So when it happens, uh, who knows what would be going on in your head? Possibly this. You might just be like, wow, what's going on? <laughs> but you're still like, yeah. I'm just, everything's really cool up here. It looks really cool to be this high. Re- this is neat. Well, at one point, he's like, oh, I'm flying. He's like, how did I get up here? I'm flying. Oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah, right. I'm dreaming. He's like, I'm, I'm dreaming. I would feel and like And then a dream. that's when he's like, oh, it's so it's so nice up here. It's so neat. And then the car starts coming down. He's like, uh-oh, I'm coming down. <laughs> I'm not dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Uh, so that's some of the funny stuff that's going on in the book. So Doomsday has made his way to Metropolis. And we're at two panels per page here. Really great. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen are following the fight in a helicopter and they're reporting on what's happening. Uh, I liked that. I like their inclusion in the story. Yeah, for S- sure. Superman has a good idea and tries to push Doomsday into outer space. I liked it because he can't fly. Right. This would be a great move. But Doomsday is too fast and too powerful. He breaks free and he kicks Superman back down to Earth. Superman is bleeding now. And Doomsday's blue suit is almost completely gone. The fight takes them to a place called the Underworld, where Doomsday destroys a gas pipe, causing a massive explosion in the city. 
And that prompts Supergirl to decide it's time to step in and help. And she flies to Doomsday. He punches her in the face. And it looks like he punched her face right off. Like, her face flies off. I don't understand this part. I think all of her skin flies off. I think he punched all of her skin off. Yeah, then she turns to a skinny purple alien and falls to the ground. So clearly, this made no sense, Dean. Clearly, I I was so confused. I had to look into this. Like, what is going on? Yeah. This Supergirl was an artificial, shape-changing life form created Uh. by another Lex Luthor in a parallel universe. She was the only survivor after Zod and other Phantom Zone criminals killed every being on their universe's Earth. She came to Superman's universe and became its Supergirl for a time. So this is just a thing that if you were reading another comic book that had this storyline, they just kind of like throw it in here. But as I'm reading it, I know who Supergirl is. Yeah. I'm expecting her to go and have a battle with Doomsday. (laughs) And when she gets to him, he punches her face off. It was I was so confused. Really weird. Yeah. She's been sitting on the sidelines the entire comic book just being like, I need to go help. I need to go help. I need to go help. And then, no, Lex isn't allowing her to help. And then all of a sudden she's like, I don't care. I'm not listening to you. I am going to help. And you're like, all right, we've been waiting for this. This is going to be great. Immediately, face punched off. And then, and then just like this alien thing falls to the ground. So what I thought is that he punched all of her skin off. He just punched all her skin off okay. and she was just this like flesh thing that fell to the ground. I was like, wow, that was underwhelming. That's yeah. too bad. Put me in, coach. Put me in. Exactly. I, I'm ready. I can I'm do ready. it. I'm ready, coach. Maybe that's why Luther was like, no, you shouldn't go. Like maybe Luther Probably. knows yeah. that she's a purple alien with like... Um, a gooey skin covering her body. And, yeah. But she thinks she's Supergirl. Yeah, I think probably. Maybe that's yeah. what's going on there. Yeah. Anyways, the gas mains continue to explode around the city. Massive damage is taking place. Massive, massive damage. Superman gets caught in one of the explosions and he says his legs feel like jelly. He's just like ultra beaten down here. But he finds Doomsday and hits him with everything he's got. A cool part here where a team with jetpacks come flying in. They're from the Project Cadmus. They have shock cannons that are supposed to do the trick on Doomsday. And they just start blasting both Doomsday and Superman. Well, those two are going blow for blow. I thought that was cool. They don't, they're like, who cares what we hit? So let's just shoot and we have to hit Doomsday. If Superman gets hit, whatever. It's all good. Yeah, true. Yeah. They're just firing on the fight. They don't really care. So we're at the last issue here, Superman number 75, where each page is a full splash page. And this issue starts with the text, the battle has devastated the better part of America leaving a path of destruction almost as long. Earth's mightiest heroes have already fallen under Doomsday's murderous blitzkrieg. Only one hope. One man remains. And we see Doomsday being bombarded by the shock cannons and still pummeling Superman. He's fine. He can't be stopped. 
He can't be stuck. Those, who invented those shot cannons? They don't work at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, those, those are shit. They don't work at all. Those are They're shit. shit. Get out of here. Cannons are shit. These cannons are shit. You suck. Hey, Project Cadmus. Your cannons suck. <laughs> Superman's suit is all torn up here, Dean. He's bleeding from multiple places. This is yeah. this is not the Superman I know and love. Nope. Superman takes the time to get Lois and Jimmy's chopper away from Doomsday. Mm-hmm. And Lois pleads with him here to get help. But Superman tells her it's too late. The Justice League have already fallen, and that is up to him. They have one last kiss, and Lois cries. And then I think we get the best page yet with a bloodied, beaten, and raging mad Superman flying right towards the page at us. Yeah. Saying saying Doomsday gets his. <laughs> yeah. So good. Hell yeah. Yeah. Another great page where we're looking down from a, from above at Superman eye-lasering Doomsday into a building. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. great, great art. And he's... Like all the... Yeah, like right through the building. Like, and it's knocking out... Like, Doomsday has, like, knocked out columns on the way. So I'm even just looking at the building being like, is that thing going to crumble? Like, he knocked out all these columns by just shoving him through that. Uh, but, like, it's... Whatever. <laughs> he just needs to stop Doomsday. Like, that is... That's what you get from Superman, obviously, in these issues, is that is the number one priority. At a point... There's, like, one point where he, like, doesn't listen to a kid in a burning building because he's like, I gotta stop Doomsday. It doesn't... Like, I just have to. It's It's what I have to do. Superman says, Doomsday wants destruction and death. To stop him, I have to be every bit as ferocious and unrelenting as he is. It's a great line. Yeah. Doomsday knees Superman with his bony knee, cutting him again. Superman says he's hurt bad and can barely stay conscious. Superman kicks off one of Doomsday's bone protrusions. And for the first, ouch. yeah, ouch. Well, that's what Doomsday thought. For the first time here, we see Doomsday in pain. He shows pain. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He's got like these huge, huge bones sticking out of his knees and stuff. And he just kicked one of them off. He just like broke it off. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. That hurt him. All right. That's the first time in seven issues he's felt any pain at all. Yep. So here, here you're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe. If, you, if you didn't know that Superman's supposed to die here, you'd be like, okay. He, he he found the weakness. It took it took him the whole seven issues, but he found the weakness and he's going to win. Yeah. And Superman's saying here, too, he's like, I have to trust that I'm hurting him. Like, even though. Yeah. Like, not not at this exact moment, because he did just notice pain. But maybe maybe slightly before, slightly after somewhere in this right. issue, he's saying, I have to believe I'm hurting him because I'm putting everything I have into this. I have yeah. to believe it's damaging him, even though he's not slowing down, even though he's not showing that it's you know hurting yeah and and all these panels look so great i oh, think this amazing. is amazing i think this is dan jurgens right in in this issue i think I dan jurgens did the last issue yeah yeah they're all so good they're all just these one page um splashes you know so good it's a great single issue it doesn't yeah. appropriately tell this story uh yeah but it's one of like the best single issues of any comic but yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, you're not going to get like a great tail out of it. Yeah. They keep trading punches and more great art where they're just fighting in front of a building. 
and punching each other. And we see the glass of the building just bursting out. Cool. Um, just because of how hard they're punching each other. Just really, really cool. We also see Superman's cape is ripped off and lying on the ground. That doesn't happen. No, his cape. That doesn't happen. His cape doesn't. His cape never comes off. No, it's part of him, Tim. The cape is part of him, and he's got a very hairy chest. Oh, that's a. We don't see that very often. I, I never didn't notice I, that. That's a unique thing to notice, Dean. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this, Tim, but I. I really like comics where the superheroes have very hairy chests. There's uh, a Batman comic. Yeah, I remember that about your bat. You guys did a bat. You and yeah. Alex did a Batman podcast. I remember that. Uh, yeah, why, Dean, why is that? Why do you? I like guess that? I. I guess I don't expect it. I mean, it, maybe it makes them more like relatable <laughs> to have hair on their do you chest. Have a hairy I don't know. chest. Do you have a very hairy chest. I mean, I have I have a little bit of a hairy chest, but like. <laughs> It just I don't know what I don't know what it is. I just really like it. I like that they take off their 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 costumes and they just just have a hairy chest. I really like it. Uh, that's really weird. I just find that really weird. You didn't you don't think Superman looks good with the hairy chest? Yeah, sure he does. But your fascination with hairy chests and comic books, I think, is is is, I just think it's funny that I I shouldn't say it's weird. I just think it that's unique. That's a unique take. Yeah, Yeah. It's funny that they drew it like that. So I just find it interesting. I, I like wonder it. why. I like. I wonder what goes into the artist's, you know, mind when they're like, "Should I draw hair or not draw hair?" Yeah, I know. That's uh, it's a choice. That's why I like uh, yeah, it because it's, it's a, a choice. choice. That's right. It's a yeah. choice. So it's it's just uh, it's just kind of neat. I th- I prefer. I think I prefer them without hair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's it's fine. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, drop us an email. Talkbackpod@gmail.com. Yeah, Harry, do you like Harry your superheroes with your hairy super, chests? Yeah, hairy chests on your superhero or not. And yeah. why? Exactly. Let us know. <laughs> I don't feel like we're going to get a lot of responses to that question. Well, sometimes people respond. I, sometimes we get good responses to, to our questions. That one? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Just put an Instagram poll up. You'll get You'll get people. Okay, I'll do that. Now, Dean, as they both continue to land their hardest blows yet, the narrative reads, in the years to come, a few witnesses will tell of the power of these final punches, that they could literally feel the shockwaves. Others will remember the enormous crater that resulted from the sheer force of the blows, but most will remember this sad day as the day the proudest, most noble man they ever knew finally fell. And really, really cool page where we're looking at Jimmy Olsen and he's holding his camera and we see the reflection of Superman and Doomsday falling to the ground after both landing one final blow in his camera lens. Yeah. Really, really neat page. I thought that was very interesting. A very uh, interesting, unique choice to make for the final blow to not actually directly be looking at it, but see the reflection in a camera lens. Uh, just another thing that it's like, you can just feel them like trying here. They're, they they know they have seven issues of a fight. So they're trying to do their best to make it like as interesting and exciting as possible. Yeah. And I, I like that the final blow comes from... um the perspective of the people of Metropolis who are watching, 
you know, yeah. that, that's that's the view that we're supposed to kind of take this from. For sure. Because you really, you get to see Jimmy, like the look on Jimmy Olsen's face, which is like sheer terror and horror. Um, and that's what they want you to see. They don't, they don't want us to continue just watching the fight as readers. They want us to feel it from inside this universe and, and how the universe is perceiving it. So really, yeah. really great uh, choice for, for that page. Lois Lane holds Superman in her arms. She's begging him to hold on. Superman says, Doomsday, is he, is he? She says, you stopped him. You saved us all. Now just relax. And he falls out of her arms dead. And the end. Yikes. Yikes. He did it. He said he'd do it if it killed him. He'd stop Doomsday even if it killed him. And he did it. And he stopped him. And I liked that. You got to stop him, yeah. Uh, I like that they finish finish each other off with a one final blow. Yeah. I, lo- I love that yeah. it just... They just wore each other down so much and then just one last blow killed them both. Really cool. Um, I, I like that that book, like... You know, we already mentioned it, not the greatest story, but it's a great one to read. Like, if you haven't read The Death of Superman, you got to read that. Like, you got to read it. Yeah. Forget about what comes after, but it's a really well done um, comic from the 90s. Early 90s comics, it's a flavor. It's a thing. This is is part of it. But, you know, read the story of Superman's death. It's classic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it is. Yeah, it's classic. It's not it's definitely not one of my favorites. It's got, you know, it's like you said, it's got its stuff to it. That's like just not, you know, the most enjoyable comic, but it, it is very fun. It's very enjoyable. It's fast. You know, it's it gets a lot of pages, but it's we, we mentioned it. The panels just keep going down and down and that's to keep the book going and keep it quick. So once you get to the end, it becomes very quick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good story. I, I think they have a lot of really good ideas in it. Um, so that there, there's a lot to like about it, even though it's not one of the best, there's a lot to like about it. So I think it's definitely something to, uh, definitely something that you should, you should check out. I also like, I also really like that, you know, he stopped Doomsday. I, I actually didn't know that. I thought Doomsday, like I thought, like I knew Doomsday kills Superman. I just know that fact. I didn't know that like he also stopped him, like that oh, he died okay. stopping him. Okay. So that was very cool. I did really like that. Yeah. I thought Doomsday was just going to win. Right. Um, so I, I like that that he he stopped him and then was able to he was able to be alive for the moments knowing he stopped him and then die. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's a great moment. That's what that's what makes this book so great, like so um emotional. Yeah is that he does everything he can do to stop Doomsday, and then he won't die until he knows Doomsday's dead. Like, when he says Doomsday, is he, is he, if Lois Lane said he's not dead yet, guess who's getting the fuck back up? It's Superman. He's getting back up, and he's punching him again and again, and then he'll die afterwards. You know, that's that's what I love about it. That's what's really, you know, emotional. But um, Doomsday canon wise he does come back he like superman comes back to life doomsday also comes back to life and like right. carries on with stuff so it kind of makes all this feel a little bit cheap you know um yeah 
this story would be way more impactful if, if, you know, like you said before, if Superman died for five years or 10 years, if, you know, this was just the only thing that Doomsday was ever in, that would have been very, very cool. Yeah. You know, I, I get very that. epic. Yeah. I get that. He's an awesome character and you want to bring him back, but I don't know, maybe just come up with another really cool character like him yeah. or tell us a story that there was a second baby that grew up just like him. <laughs> Uh, no more babies. No oh, more sorry, babies. sorry. Just um, no more babies. Just something else. You know, he had a child of his own. He had a wonderful, right, okay. a wonderful, beautiful life, and had a child that is as powerful and as angry as he is. But you know, just leave. Let this doomsday lay to rest here. You know, I think it would be so yeah. much more beautiful if someone just stayed dead. You know. Yeah. But I agree. Whatever. It's fine. It's all good. It would be more meaningful. Like. It's more meaningful for Superman's victory here if Doomsday's dead. Yeah, because when you bring them both back to life, this this whole thing that we just read feels meaningless. It's like, for sure. we may as well I just agree. skip over all this and just catch up yeah. to what they're doing now. Like, there's no reason to go back and read this, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I say, do, please do go back and read this. It's It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, listen, everybody, if you'd like more content from us... Check out our page on Patreon at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. You can get exclusive episodes from us over there. So check that out. And if you're listening on Apple iTunes, please give us five stars and leave us a review. And now that this episode's done, don't be sad. Wipe those tears from your eyes and head on over to bfopnetwork.com. Um, we can't imagine that you would go to that website and not find another podcast that you enjoy. We just don't think that's possible. So, not possible. Not possible. So check it out. Dean, thank you for joining. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. everybody i'm Corey, and i'm zach and we're the hosts of podcasting after dark a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s often found on hbo and cinemax you know the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid you can find us every other week on apple podcasts spotify podbean and stitcher this is what you want this is what you get Thanks for listening to the episode, everybody. We wanted to let you know, if you'd like to show your support for Talking Back, then please check out our Patreon page, where you can join one of our membership tiers and unlock bonus episodes and more each and every month. Or you can check out our page at buymeacoffee.com slash talkingback, where you can make a one-time donation of any amount. Or feel free to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. All three options are great ways to show your support for the show. That's it. We're done.